Did you know improving your communication can double your net worth? Just because it's not your title doesn't mean you're not in sales. You are. Lloyd Day created and has taught this communication training for 30 plus years. Macy McNeely, Lloyd's daughter, and Catherine Schubert, a founding student, were struggling entrepreneurs who, after going under his wing and seeing their businesses quadruple, knew that this was the missing piece for so many others. That's how the Guide Culture Training started and has taught over 500 students in just two short years. Sales is guiding people into a decision that is best for them. Guide Culture is not sales training, it's life training. We are a group of completely bought-in sales professionals who persuade for good. Here are your hosts, Macy, Loy, and Catherine. Hello, so excited to be talking about this topic today because I just know that every online entrepreneur, everyone who's, gosh, been in sales in any capacity, um, even if you're in leadership, right? You might not be selling a product, but you are selling an idea or trying to motivate people. This is something that you are dealing with on the daily, if not, you know, maybe like weekly it's happened. Okay. It is this. And you know what? Just in case you haven't dealt with this, let me just ask, have you ever gotten the quote, I'm too busy or the quote, I can't afford it objection? Sure you have, right? Because they're easily the most common objections that people give when they're not able to make a purchase. The question is, are they real? How do you handle that? And can you avoid them altogether? So, you know, we train a lot of students and we were doing them in person like every month for a while, like over a year. And, you know, students would get on stage and practice how to handle objections. And they started noticing this trend where almost every student was practicing time and money objections. And a lot of the I can't afford it objections. And so I'm over here, I'm, I'm thinking, I'm thinking, could everyone possibly be getting this objection that often to where they aren't hearing anything else? And I get it. I've also been in the place where time and money was like the only thing, right? The I'm too busy. I'm so sorry. It's just not the right time. Or, oh, you know, I'll wait till payday. You know, it, that, that objection comes in different forms and fashions. It's not always I can't afford it or I don't have time. It comes in very laced and nice tones that don't, they sound genuine. But the question is, are they really? Because how could everyone beginning this objection that often, knowing good and well that we live in a society that spends their time and money really however they want, right? We have swipe up links left and right. People will be posting about how they go to Starbucks. And okay, I'm not hating on Starbucks. Have y'all seen that TikTok where someone says, stop telling me to stop drinking Starbucks. We don't want to give up Starbucks so that we can afford your thing. It's so funny. Okay. So no, but my point is that Everyone spends their money and their time really however they want, 97% like of the time. Okay, so here's the thing. Common objections like time and money, okay, there's those. And then there's also common objections like, you know, um, I'm afraid of what people think. I'm just, I'm not sure that this is going to work for me. Uh, gosh, I'm afraid I can't follow through because I, I've had trouble with that confidence in myself. Or maybe a more... Um, a different spin on the time objection, which is 
sounds a little bit more genuine like the rest is, you know, I just like don't know how I'll fit this in my schedule. Can you help me fit it in my schedule? Right. So those ones I just said, they actually come off a little bit differently than just that stonewall. Oh, can't afford it. Or sorry, I don't have time. Right. Because the truth is sometimes those time and money objections are really code for you know, please leave me alone. I'm not ready. I don't want it. And that hurt. That hurts to hear. The truth is that's how it is, right? If people just don't want it, they're going to most of the time, or maybe they just don't want it right now. They're going to tell you they don't have time and money. Okay. Even though we know that most people have time and money for just about anything that they want to make happen. We watch it happen on Instagram and it's frustrating, but whose fault is it really? We're going to talk about this. Okay. We're going to talk about, are those objections even real? How do you handle them? And can you avoid them altogether? Right? Is there a world where people don't tell you that they can't afford it and you sell them the biggest package. They want the biggest package, right? Okay, so let's handle first, are they real? Well, they sound real because time and money are obviously very real and very important assets, okay? They're important to everyone, which honestly makes it the perfect crime if you think about it. Who's gonna argue with that? Because we all have them and we all need to make sure we spend them wisely. But honestly, like I said about the whole, you know, funny TikTok thing, Starbucks, like who really spends their money and time wisely 100% of the time? We don't. So we know that there's something deeper there, but we'll get there in a second. What it does do when people kind of stone stonewall you with this is it makes it hard for you as the salesperson to come back and say anything about it because you don't know their life. You don't know their bank account. You don't know their schedule. You're just a salesperson to them. You know, you don't know. The truth is sometimes it is real. It is true that they don't have time and money. And honestly, you can tell usually when people are more genuine because of the specificity they give you. Uh, I'll never forget Macy saying that um, a genuine, uh, I think it was a, maybe this just was just a genuine objection in general, but it was this woman who could not leave this state to come to an in-person guide culture training because she was going through adoption and she legally could not leave the state. So that is a, that's an example of like a genuine objection um, rather than just a generic, I'm sorry, I can't afford it. Not a good time. That's just, that's just stonewalling you to be honest. So it's okay. Cause there's a way around it. So you know, like I said, sometimes our people are buying a house, they're adopting something where it just can't be answered for, and it's not the right season for them. And that's just not what we're talking about here. What we're talking about is the other 97% of the time where people are protecting themselves from that purchase from you. Did you hear that? People are actually protecting themselves from buying from you. Isn't that weird? Because you're a good person with a good product. Why would they do that? Why would they need to protect themselves from you? Well, here's the thing. It's actually not about you at all. I know it is about you to you because you have a business. You want to you know, make moves and you want to grow. But what it's really about is the mindset that your customer is in during the buying process. Are they ready? Really? Are they really ready? If you're honest, if you had met all your goals, if you've exceeded your goals, is this person giving you this objection genuinely ready? Are they even a good fit? And do they really understand what they're about to get out of your product? Think about those. Are they even ready? Are they even a good fit? And do they truly understand what's in it for them if they buy from you? 
If the answer is no to any of those things or even one of those things, then the time and money is a stone wall. And so here's what I mean by stone wall. There's a phrase that we like to use. It's kind of funny, kind of intense. And it says, buyers are liars. You've probably heard Loy say it in a different podcast. But what that means when you say buyers are liars is that they throw out objections in order to protect themselves from buying from you. So all that is, is them trying to prevent themselves from wasting money and wasting time. That's all it is. It is a survival technique that comes from probably way back in the day of the way our brains just protect us. So it's nothing even about you. Remember, it's not about you. It's about them protecting themselves from making a foolish decision. And so that is why it is so incredibly important for you as the salesperson, as the business owner, as the leader of people to take complete ownership of how you communicate information. Otherwise, no one's going to feel like they understand or get it, or they might not even know that they're a good fit because it's been very vague or you haven't been clear enough. Okay. So there's that. But at the end of the day, they want to win. They want to win and they want to protect themselves if that win is at risk. Okay. They want to go win with someone else. All right. So in some ways, let's talk about this. In some ways, they really are genuine, right? The time and money objection. It's not just like, oh, they're faking it. They, they're lying to me. Buyers are liars. No. In some ways, they really are genuine to them, right? It's a genuine thing to them, but not the kind of reality that cannot be overcome. It can be overcome because you as the professional know you'll be able to sense, oh, they're saying this, but I know for a fact that they had the time. I know it because they're investing in other things. I know it because they're already paying X amount of money for wellness or skincare or whatever. I know they have the money. So what is wrong? What is the missing piece? Okay. So you actually need to get to the root of what's really going on with them. In guide culture, these type of objections that they say they can afford it, but you see the evidence in their life that they can't afford it because they're buying from a competitor or something like that. They're called half-baked objections, which means that they're, they're half thought out. Okay. Because if they were genuinely fully thought out, they would either make the sacrifice for it to work, sacrifice the time, money, or they would just tell you the flat out truth about what they're doubting. Like, oh, I just feel like yours isn't as good a quality, or uh, I'm just worried that, you know, you're not going to be a good enough leader, you know, whatever the case. If people told us the straight up truth, things would actually move a lot faster um, because really my whole point with this podcast is it's not about time or money. So that's the spoiler alert. <laughs> but um, the thing is that you do actually need to get to a place where people want to make sacrifices to work with you. Um, if you're looking for a book to read, one of my favorites about this is Start With Why. And it talks about how you can actually inspire people to take action and not manipulate them with discounts or whatever the case. Not manipulate them in an ugly way, but manipulate them in a way of like getting their, you're kind of hacking their brain. And that's just not necessary. You can actually get them to want to sacrifice. Okay. You can get to that place. So how do you get to a place where people want to sacrifice to work with you and to buy from you? How do you handle it when you get these? So how to handle objections. So the full on objection handling technique is taught in guide culture. So what I'll do is because I can't give you all that I can give you as much as I can right now. And honestly, one of the most important things that you can start doing today. So in order to know what's really going on, right? I talked about this half-baked situation. They're kind of giving you a half thought out objection. Why is this? It's, it's just simply not the root of the problem, right? So you got to get to the root to see the fruit. So in order to know what's really going on, you need to get to the root. And this takes asking questions. So 
we're going to talk about questions basically for the next couple minutes. And I want you to picture asking questions as digging, getting your shovel and just finding one more piece of information, one more piece of information. Is there gold there? Is there gold there? What's going on? You got to do some investigating. And there's honestly so much that goes into properly asking the right questions that moves the conversation in the right direction. It does. You can't just ask random willy-nilly questions and hope that they give you the juicy answers that you've been looking for. It takes a lot of skill. And again, this is taught in the training. I also recommend you getting some product knowledge on question asking. Uh, One of the books I'm listening to right now is Never Split the Difference by Chris Voss. He is a a former lead uh, negotiator for the FBI for hostage negotiation. I think I said that right. Yes. Uh, Anyway, so, okay, here's one tip I have about asking questions in general. Now, when you're asking questions and you're trying to get to, you know, um, why someone even wants to buy from you in the first place and what's really, what's really deep down that they even want. Okay. So I like to ask a question that is pointed toward why someone would take a step to work with you instead of saying, why can't you afford it? Or why don't you have time? Those questions can come at certain times when you need more clarity. But sometimes if you ask it too soon, it could actually actually lead you down a dark hole. So this question I'm actually about to share with you, I would ask it sooner than later. I wouldn't wait even until you get the time and money objection. I would ask, I mean, Okay. You just feel it out. You're going to have to feel it out, but just know that this can come sooner. It doesn't have to come after a time and money objection. So although it's necessary to know possibly why someone can't afford something or why someone doesn't have time, sometimes I like to go down a happier path because desire is stronger than is very strong. Desire pulls you forward. Fear pulls you back. So let's paint them toward desire. Here's the question. It could sound like this in a perfect world. If time and money were not an issue, why would you buy blank? What would it do for you? If time and money in a perfect world were not an issue, why would you buy blank? What would it do for you? Or just curious, what is it in your world, Sally Sue, that makes you want to buy this? What exactly would it do for you in a perfect world? And honestly, you can really only ask this if they've shown some interest, if they even know what you do. Um, I've heard someone ask this type of a question to someone who um, they didn't even really know what the product was. And they're like, well, I don't know because I don't know what the product is. So you got to be very self-aware about when you're asking certain questions. But anyway, what this question does do is it gives you a piece of key information. And that is their reason for purchasing. Some people might even give you their why, which is really the same thing as their reason, right? It's their reason for doing something. It's the result they want to see. So maybe you sell, you know, workout, gosh, I don't know. You know, you know, I'm going to pretend I'm a Peloton salesperson really quick. Let's say that I'm a Peloton salesperson and someone comes in and they're like, gosh, it's just so expensive. I just cannot imagine spending money on a Peloton. And I say, okay, awesome. Cause clearly they're showing up to the store and I know that they want it because they're there, but they're hesitant. They don't, they have this time of money situation, but I can tell it's not real or else they probably wouldn't even walk in. Right. So I say, okay, I understand in a perfect world, if time and money weren't an issue, why would you buy a Peloton? What would it do for you? 
oh, wow. Well, uh, gosh, what a Peloton, what I would love is if I could just wake up early in the morning, if I could be excited to put on my tennis shoes, put on my outfit, uh, get downstairs, get like an awesome workout and feel encouraged. And then I'm, I'm like done with my workout before my kids and husband even wake up. And all of a sudden I'm in a better mood. I'm eating healthier. And honestly, it just, it would make everything better if I could just get some of that awesome, you know, tension release and all that great stuff. All of a sudden you have the key piece of information that honestly, hopefully weighs way heavier than, than a few dollars that honestly aren't doing anything, but probably going to be wasted at target or something like that. Do you know what I'm saying? So the key here is honestly to ask genuinely, did you notice that me as a salesperson was very genuinely curious? Why, why do you even want one? Why are you here? I, I care about you, but why are you here? If you say you can't afford it, what would it even do for you? Remember you're a genuine detective. You're not an interrogator. Like, so, you know, why? We're not asking with attitude. We're asking with genuine curiosity. And when you get those answers, just like me pretending to be the purchaser is it reveals to you that that thing, right? That outweighs inconvenience, risk, the quote, financial loss. That's actually an investment because did you hear in that statement? I was like, gosh, it would give me all this stuff, energy, family time, uh, creativity, you know, a reason to get excited in the morning. That is way heavier than the financial quote loss. It's actually the opposite. It is an investment. Okay. And honestly, this example is a very, very, very similar thing to most things people sell. We're all, when you make a, a wise investment, they all pretty much feel the same in the best way, because you know, you're doing it for a great reason. And so that's, that's the point of finding out what people desire and lining it up with what you offer, right? So you probably don't sell Peloton, but you do sell something that outweighs fear. You do sell something that outweighs their hesitation. What it's doing is it's covered up by a basic objection that's protecting them. It's totally human nature and it's okay. Uh, but just remember, nobody, ain't nobody, has got time or money for something that they don't see as valuable enough. No one has time and money for something they don't see as valuable enough. So when the reward outweighs the risk, you got yourself something cooking, Angel. Okay, and even better, you can communicate that in a way that helps you avoid those pesky objections altogether. I'm going to use another Peloton example, okay? How do you even do that? How do you avoid the, those common objections altogether? Well, it, I won't be honest. It sounds way easier than it is. First, you find the information that you need, like what we talked about a minute ago. What do you desire out of this? What's the perfect situation for what it would do for you? Uh, what do they want out of the product? more confidence, more time, more money. And I'm going to be honest, some of this like information gathering can happen um, as you do like ideal client avatar work, or even just as you have conversations casually in DMs with people, which is part of ICA work when they're with the, the right type of people who are good potential clients of yours. Even if they never buy from you, you can still get valuable information. And let me just tell you, Peloton does this. They do a lot of work uh, figuring out who would buy from them, what their budgets are, what kind of money they're making a year, what is their ideal habit, what is their family like, what do they want out of life. They know all this stuff. And so if you don't notice the Peloton marketing and they basically paint their exact ideal client and people want to be like that. And so to be honest, when I think when you probably go into a Peloton store, 
I'm not so sure that they even handle that many objections because people usually come with a few questions and then they're ready to buy. They say, oh, what kind of shoes do I need? Oh, um, is this, does the software update? Like those are genuine. Those are even considered objections. They're probably FAQs, like frequently asked questions, but they're just answering them, right? Because those biggest objections about what they desire has already been painted. The pictures have already been painted before the people walk into the Peloton store. So you can think of yourself like a Peloton store and really paint the picture of what can their life be like before they buy from you, right? They already know what's it, what's in it for them. And so they they might just be ready to buy before they even talk to you. Um, but needless to say, there are going to be times where you do get these, you know, time and money and other uh, kind of stonewall objections thrown at you, just like Mr. Peloton did earlier uh, a few minutes ago. Okay. How do you avoid them altogether, really? Okay. So you take the information that you have from them and you position how the value of the product, meaning like the outcome for them, the reward, how does the reward of the product fit their need. Okay. You want to make this really specific as possible. Remember I talked about just like how Peloton paints a vision, right? Uh, you can give that, that picture, some, tell some stories, paint, give some evidence like data statistics. What can you do that makes your statement believable? Right. Trying to think of another example, like maybe with uh, a copywriter. So I was just talking to a copywriter in a one-on-one -on -one Academy call. And she was talking about how she was basically painting a statement to handle on her Instagram stories that she could help other people understand, well, here's what copywriting, strategic copywriting can do for you. And she told this story about how someone used to be feeling like, oh, like everything's fine. I'll just keep doing what I'm doing and hopefully people will buy from me. And she said, you know, when you have strategic copywriting, like I did with my client, you actually get more lasered in and you actually answer questions. And all of a sudden, uh, this chick, chicky actually had two people buy from her right after she switched up her copywriting after working with this woman. So there's data, there's evidence to support the statement that you make, and that makes it way more believable. Okay, so that's just a copywriter who's telling a quick story within her value statement. Uh, we call it like a five-part wow statement or a confidence sequence in guide culture. Um, but what's really important is that you do have that, the, the proof, the receipts that back up what you're saying. You learn all this and like how to structure your statement and practice it actually uh, many, many times in guide culture. So if you've ever been wanting to take it, then just know that that's a thing and you can learn how to back up your specific statements with proof. But when your statement accurately positions your product, okay, i.e. copywriting, i.e. Peloton and their value, i.e. energy, i.e. you know, having people DM me to buy from me, when those two things work in harmony, they can the people can mentally overcome their own objections because they feel that that something is worth it. They're like, oh, I don't want to change my copy, but what I do want is for people to uh, message me and buy from me two minutes after I post. That's what I do want. Okay, so all of a sudden, the thing they don't want to do is outweighed by the thing they want even more. Okay, maybe someone doesn't want to buy a $2,000 bicycle, okay, with a big TV on it, but what they do want is energy and happier mornings and family life. Although Peloton has literally made you want to exercise. So that's, that is a next level gift. Um, and that's actually the product of doing this over time and really working on your marketing as well, which all, this all goes together. It really does. So you want their objections to be overcome on ideally in their own head. That's what it means to handle them ahead of time and to avoid them altogether. Okay. They, the value that you present in harmony with 
their value in your product. They mentally overcome it on their own. So that's the reality of the of these objections in the first place. They don't seem worth it to them. They don't seem worth the inconvenience. They don't seem worth the sacrifice, quote, at this time. It's not right at this time because you, the professional, didn't clearly and confidently position the value as, as honestly, specifically enough, enough for them. They really need to see for themselves. Everyone's unique and special and they feel like their situations are unique. So you need to really confidently position your thing, but really even more so how it benefits them and the picture that they can have for their life. Okay. That's when people don't even question your prices. They don't even question how much time it's going to take. They will move mountains to work with you and buy from you. It is the craziest thing and it works. I promise you, I've seen it. I've experienced it. I've been on the other end of it where I spend and do what I need to do to make stuff work, right? We've all been there. So to wrap all of this up, just know this, these objections, the time and money ones specifically, they're typically covering up a real objection, which is really, I don't want it yet, or it just doesn't seem worth it to me yet. And so they're waiting for time to pass. Or they're waiting to, you know, whatever, to see what you need to see. I mean, to see what they need to see to buy from you. And you can absolutely find out if they're real objections by asking more about what would it mean to them to win with your product. Remember, be curious, not an interrogator. Okay, we're all curious here, but really find out what's going on, what is beneath that, and ask some questions strategically to get to the root. Just like we talked about, you can avoid these these silly kind of like stonewall objections altogether by building the value past the cost. It is like, just picture a, a weight, you know, two-sided weight thing. The value is way past the cost and they see it for themselves that it's worth it. They have to see it for themselves. You know, people need to see their own reality with their own mind. Being drugged into a purchase or dragging someone into a purchase is the last thing someone wants or that someone wants to do. I know it's the last thing you want to do. It is the worst feeling. They're not usually loyal customers. They're just here for the discount. It it, it ain't right. So just know that handling the time and money objection, like with discounts and stuff, that is not the answer. That is literally a band-aid to something that needs surgery. And that surgery is usually your messaging. It is how you're communicating. It is how you're questioning. It is how you're answering. It is all these things, okay, that we need to go to surgery for some of people. And I'm telling you, it's so worth it. It is so worth it to not have to be able to answer genuine questions that you can help overcome instead of being stonewalled. Uh, you can get more clarity around if that concern is truly genuine and or if you need to be doing more value building before you take the time and money concern at face value, right? I think before you like really understand how to take objections, it feels like they're all genuine, but you can actually have more clarity if something is genuine or you need to be questioning it more. There's so much like more information and growth that can happen in this area and all of this stuff, everything from objections to building value to, to questioning, uh, info gathering is it's all taught and practiced in the eight week signature training by guide culture. And it opens again in April. So if you like have been wanting to do it, just keep your eye out. Um, to, if you feel like this topic will help you, I hope that you took something out of it today that you can go do with it today. Ask genuine questions 
Um, don't take stuff at face value, but also be very curious and patient with people because the chances are that you haven't done the value building and you can, you are capable of doing the value building to where people see it. They want to spend it. They're excited about it. And you are no longer a sacrifice. You are an opportunity for someone that is the real win for you as the business owner. Guys, thank you so much for listening today. I hope you got so much out of it. If you value this podcast, if it helps you in any way, we would so appreciate a five-star review because what happens is when you leave a review, it actually helps Apple and the rest of the podcasters know that it's serving people and it gets pushed out to more people. Uh, and that just will hopefully help even more people win. So thank you. Uh, love you guys. And we will see you next time. Thank you so much for listening. And we hope this episode encouraged you in your journey. Come join us over at the Winner's Circle Facebook group of online entrepreneurs who are winning the game of life. The link is down in the show notes. We'll see you there.